Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. 610 on a Monday morning. We've got a new week. It is May 9th, 2022. 71, 71 degrees. Is that right, they said? Summer's here. It is right, and welcome to, yes, midsummer weather here. <laughs> we uh, we have officially skipped over the nice part of spring, and we go high 80s or 90s for the next four days before we cool back into the 70s for the weekend. So A midsummer morning dream. That's good. That'll be, uh, that'll, that'll, that'll be nice for the weekend. And that'll your favorite? This morning we have south winds twenty nine gusting to forty one already. All right. All right. Well, you know, in the, it, I don't mind it quite as much when it's ninety one degrees outside. The answer, my friend. I mean, uh, how about how about <laughs> think, thinking of being outside? I was thinking about this, Caleb. I know uh, we've got a whole bunch of Lincoln uh, high school soccer teams going up to play in <laughs> Omaha this weekend. They played what had to be one of the most miserable. Whether you know whatever spring sport or spring mm-hmm. outdoor activity that you've done, it's it's probably been fairly miserable throughout the year. And soccer plays no matter what, pretty much, yeah, uh, barring lightning. And so these uh, these families and and boys and girls have been playing in just crappy weather all year. <laughs> and so, well, you wanted nicer weather. Here you go, ninety one degrees. And you haven't really played in uh, in heat all year long. No, so, that's going to be one good to, luck. to watch. you got three Lincoln schools playing for uh, Class A girls gets going today. So uh, make sure you're staying hydrated. Yeah. We're, we're not going to be the first or the last person to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you look at the weather last week with, with the high school postseasons. You had soccer going there. You had baseball. Had to adjust some of their schedules. There's still some baseball districts that are going to get wrapped up today. Oh, my goodness. Um, Class B. Class A uh. was able to get all of their stuff finished up but class b everything got had to get moved back a day and you don't play on sunday so you've got a number of area teams playing today yeah, they'll have the same thing. That, that, that had all of the impact on muddy fields uh storms moving through everything it's been a rough uh postseason but you've got track districts this week and now they're gonna have perfect weather okay well that'll be that'll thank, be uh, thank you mother nature for looking out for your number one sport that'll be good <laughs> uh yeah i i uh had a i had a moment on friday guys i was uh I was picking up my daughter from uh, school. She is a she is a fifth grader, and so she's having her final year in elementary school. You're running out of those pickup days, and so I am now down to eight days of elementary pickup in my life. After going, uh, this will be my twelfth consecutive year of doing it because I had two kids in elementary school who we timed. So right when one left. The next one started, right? When my son went to middle school, my daughter started kindergarten the next year. And I've got eight days left. And guys, I mean, knock on wood here, still no still no car accidents, still don't, no Don't jinx it. Still no fist fights. Don't jinx it. That I've gotten into uh with with other parents. Uh, you know, still uh, no nervous breakdowns. So so far well, so the, good that you've encountered, but you may have caused it. Oh, I, not oh, right. that I'm aware of. Not right. that I'm aware of. And so, if I can get through these next eight days and complete my twelve year term of of uh, a pay, it's like that's like two terms in the Senate. My goodness. 
of of picking my kids up. I'm trying. So how many? Uh, let's see. How many school days are there in a year? What do you think? Hundred. 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 Let's say. What is One hundred fifty. Hundred forty. Something like. I that. have no idea. This is again times twelve, so fourteen hundred. So, uh, fourteen hundred KLIN. So probably about fifteen hundred days. Fifteen hundred days that I've. Uh, done this in my life so just and I think a lot of, all, of you have as well what are you going to do with all your spare time in your life now i don't know you're gonna that, have to pick great. up a hobby I'd maybe suggest, i should start a podcast uh, that that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> and of course we are now just over 24 hours away from the polls the in-person polls opening up in nebraska mm. and the end is nigh of primary election campaigning. Every campaign commercial you hear today, guys, savor it. Savor it because on Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesday, you're going to be messing You'll it. wake up and all you're going to hear is the three of us talking. <laughs> right? Well, no more advertisements. <laughs> I mean, all that's all you're going to hear now. Nothing, uh, no, nothing anymore about. Uh, Jim Pillen illegally releasing feces or Brett Lindstrom uh, being a giant socialist Rhino. Or, or 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 Herbster never having paid any taxes in his life and, and any of those things. You'll never hear this is your last day. It is like sunrise sunset in all of our lives right now. A little while. So every second, every piece of dark money advertising you can take in today do it because it won't be here forever okay hey nebraska examiner story this morning did you see this they uh yeah they talked to logan phillips this is the national policy analyst whose race to the wh.com correctly predicted the u.s senate primary in ohio for whatever that's worth but he's got a model, a projected chair of the vote for the GOP primary, and he's got it being pretty much a two-horse race, pretty much a two-horse race between Herbster and Pillen, and he's got the two of them separated by 0.5 of a percentage point. Brett Lindstrom almost 10, 10% behind either of those. So that's interesting. If that is the case, to see it be that cut, there had been there had been so much talk that Lindstrom had this forward momentum over the course of the last few weeks, but at least this this person and you know whatever take it all with a uh, uh, grain of salt. But they give Herbster a forty four percent chance of winning, Pillen a forty two percent chance of winning, and Lindstrom of a fourteen percent chance of winning, according to this uh, expert. He says uh, all three candidates will skew between twenty percent and thirty percent of the vote, so the winning total is just at just at or above thirty percent. So he's got it. So just something to 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 think about as you uh, join us, as you get your uh, uh, get yourself a beverage tomorrow night, and get your paper out that you're taking notes on, and listen to KLIN's election coverage, which we are uh, we're very excited about tomorrow night. We're going to go brought to you by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Yes, brought to you by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Absolutely, and and so Commander uh, Jack will take over at five p.m. as per usual. Mm-hmm. He is going to hang on. He's going to extend, elongate his show until seven o'clock, uh, and then we're going to join him. Other analysts, interviews, 
all of those things starting at 7 and uh, go, I think, until 10. 10 o'clock is what we're looking <laughs> T- at. 10 o'clock, although if uh, I guess if, if things would merit, you never know what's going to happen uh, during the news. If we feel like we need to be on to, to keep you posted, if, if we still don't have answers, we may do that as well. But that will be at least five straight hours of election coverage tomorrow night. For you and uh, the first kind of mashup of the morning show and the afternoon show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have LNK today with Jack and friends in the in the evening, you know, six to nine in the morning, and then seven to ten in the evening tomorrow. And uh, we're going to have the whole team together for that. So uh, it'll be your best companion for for election night, and a lot of a lot of commentary, a lot of coverage, a lot of analysis, a, a lot of results as soon as they get in. A lot of conversations with the actual people who are running for office tomorrow night and so that is going to be where you want to be tomorrow night for election night uh mark uh beyond beyond that gubernatorial race in the primaries anything else popping out at you this morning it's a little slow uh, yeah a little slow news wise uh of course uh, this is victory day in the soviet or in russia so we're expecting of course putin had some pretty harsh words in his speech we'll see whether it manifests itself in any larger attacks in ukraine so that's the other kind of thing that we're watching tesla came out with an interesting uh announcement over the weekend they're going to pay for any tesla employee to go to another state they'll also pay for the transportation to get an abortion if this happened oh so roe v wade so a little interesting point there maybe elon musk is uh losing his uh, elevated status for conservatives now all of a sudden well could be but he also had a very cryptic tweet over the weekend about should he mysteriously die in the what? near future what yeah that you well, i just kind of weird oh and probably the thing that'll affect a lot of people this weekend you know graduation outdoors saturday Ooh. memorial stadium 10 a.m partly cloudy 72 nice so that's like i said sunrise sunset it's all kind of kind of wrapping up here over the course of the next couple of weeks, and of course, how could I forget? Hope everybody had a uh, had a good Mother's Day. Okay, happy happy late Mother's Day to my mom and and my wife, who I spent all of all of yesterday with. I made brunch for everybody yesterday, guys. Wow! I got up early, went to the old grocery store before church, uh, and you know I feel like when you go to the grocery store before eight a.m., there is any dress code that existed at the grocery store is out the window. Okay, so I mean, yeah, I might have been, I might have had flannel pants on, maybe, maybe not. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm. It was a little cool. I'm getting. It was a little cool. So I want the flannel pants and the hoodie. But um, got, did brunch for the family. Um, we uh, watched before or after church. After afterwards, uh, my my wife and daughter and and mom. While while I listen to this, not to brag, but while I stayed and cleaned everything up afterwards, they went out and caught the Nebraska softball game. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one to be at and a walk off win. So um, went to, went and watched some AAU basketball or some summer summer basketball then, and then wrapped it all up together afterwards. And I have to say this too: uh, we had I didn't have any of it, but they had the uh, Mayomi Pinot Noir from the Still last night with dinner, uh, which is a special deal for you at the Still. You can get it for fifteen ninety nine when you ask for the Jack and Friends deal. And uh, my, the review from the uh, people who know wine better than I do, uh, which would be my my mom and my wife, said very good. Wish they had oh. gotten a couple of them. 
still can. Still can. So uh, that also reminder, go to KLIN.com and you can be a part of the register for the Who Wants to Be a Stillionaire $5,000 sweepstakes. Thanks to our friends at the Still Fine Wine and Spirits. That's what you call a stillionaire. Yeah. Five Gs. But yeah, make sure and uh, and, and get that Miami Pinot Noir. Am I saying that right? Miami. No, nope. nope. Miami. 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 I got a pronunciation guide right here. Merck. Miami. I don't know. Aaron, Texas. Let us know. <laughs> all right, 623. No, I'm going to call it Miami. All, all I know is I hear it's really good. Just like old Cheney. <laughs> old Cheney. Cheney. 623. I'll never get off that one. On KLIN. 1499.3 KLIN is bringing you election coverage tomorrow night. Presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas since 2006. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. It is time for the Sound Off. Welcome back. 71 degrees in the capital city. Real quick, I was just looking. uh, Sometimes I, I check out the website Predict It, which is basically, it's a legal, I mean, it's essentially gambling. That's what but it is. It's okay, yeah. but it's legalized because of the you, its research value or or something like that. But it's all on political events mm-hmm. essentially, and and the share price. It, it, it's I've never done it. It's, it looks fun. I've kind of wanted to sometimes, but um, essentially, there's a a full dollar in the share price prices of every outcome, and it adds up to uh, around a full dollar and uh, or or around that, but. I was just looking at the gubernatorial race, which it was tight on there before, but now Herbster is by far uh, the best choice. He's at uh, sixty cents for the best yes, the yes price right now. Pillen's at forty three cents, and Lindstrom is way down at five cents mm-hmm. right now. So I don't know, I don't know what it's been the last week or so. There was this perception that it was. You know, a dead heat between all three of them, but mm-hmm. just between the Examiner article today, just looking at this, and who knows, those may all be, all of these forecasters could be completely wrong, or this is a forecasting tool, but for whatever it's worth, there appears to be uh, sort of momentum that, that it's Herbster and, and and then a little bit with Pillen behind him, and then a longer breakdown to where Lindstrom is right now, which... Oddly enough, after all after all is said and done and after all that has happened over the course of the last couple of months, that's kind of how we thought about the race in January, right? That's essentially, I mean, it, it, wouldn't that be something if that's how it actually finishes with Herbster and, and Pillen tied at the top, perhaps Herbster winning, and, and then Lindstrom a distant third? 
after all of that rigmarole, it sort of just comes back to the 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 spot where we right. thought it was months ago, which would be don't be something. don't count anyone out as everyone who watched the Kentucky Kentucky Derby like I did eighty to one. Those are the odds, and that's who comes out on top with Rich yes. Strike. So yes. nobody's out of it yet. No, absolutely. Which like, it's also weird to me that that site where it's basically shares of trying to yeah. do the prediction who's got the best odds. It's weird to me that like that's an okay thing when you can have a direct impact on that by going and voting. Yeah, like as, as slight as that it's, is, it is. It's true. It, it, it is interesting to look at this though, for whatever it's worth. If you go back to April 28th, like, so two weeks ago, Lindstrom was leading in that prediction market. Ooh. And it went Lindstrom, Pillen, and then Herbster way down at nine cents. And then uh, starting on about May 1st, oh, what happened on May 1st? Mm. Donald Trump came, and he, it rocketed up. And and that was the day on uh, on that weekend that he took the lead in the prediction markets, and since that day, Pillen is is bumped up, Herbster is way up, and Lindstrom has gone gone down. So, whatever, who know who who knows? But it, I'm just sort of uh, grappling to find out what the expectation or right. what the thought is as I talk about it on on Tuesday night, and and kind of trying to figure out what to expect and what to be prepared for. So but, that's. When, when when you said all of that, that made me think of the old NCAA football games. How when you're doing recruiting, you would do a phone call, and the interest yes. is so high. Yeah. But that in person visit, <laughs> everything rockets right that's up. True. That's, that's that's Trump right there for that's you. That's true. The, Trump clearly tipped at least the the prediction markets on this race. So anyway, yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's uh, predicted dot com. They've got whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff uh, on here that you can look at it. What they're doing, and if you feel like you can predict politics very well, I guess you could start investing yeah. in it. That's kind of terrifying to me, though. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's get into the sound off, shall we? Uh, the president still has not been to Ukraine, but his wife has now. Dr. Jill Biden to Ukraine. Mrs. Biden is now the most recent high-profile American visitor to Ukraine, setting foot in the country even before her husband. She met with Olena Zelenska, her Ukraine counterpart, saying that she wanted to arrive on Mother's Day and talk to moms about their experiences, as in this exchange. How do you explain the war to your children, Julia? It's very difficult how I explain. The First Lady spent a couple of hours in Ukraine touring a town near Slovakia, where she also got a look at a facility that is processing refugees. Grenal Scott, Fox News. All right. So there you go. Um, that's interesting. Is is I didn't I didn't know this uh, about Zelensky's wife, Elena Zelenska. Uh, she is a Ukrainian screenwriter. Um. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I guess that makes sense because he he was an actor, right? And they apparently went to school together, but they didn't know know each other. Zelensky and Zelenska. They got acquainted much later when um when studying at the uh, uh, in the civil engineering school. Evidently, so dated for eight years for getting married on September two thousand three. I've seen that story on Hallmark. It's it's a classic. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on here? Which, which, by the way, Biden should go, right? I mean, yeah. everyone 
everyone has gone it is very much i mean it's clearly important to the ukrainians or ways you can help they say a visit by but why wouldn't biden go at this point and actually do it i mean if his wife can if other heads of state can if if members both sides of the aisle and in in congress people in the the cabinet at this point maybe that's going to happen eventually but it's it seems like it's something that does make sense to happen you're not sending all those other people there if your security concerns are so grave right that um that you wouldn't that, that you'd be willing to send them but not the president like the first lady doesn't go there also did you see that you two tweeted the band you two tweeted that they are going to do a show in Kiev, no. President Zelensky invited. This is a tweet from YouTube yesterday. President Zelensky invited us to perform in Kiev as a show of solidarity with the Ukrainian people, and so that's what we've come to do. That's all it says. Okay. So is YouTube going to do a live show in Kiev? Hmm. That would be something. Yeah. That would be something. All right, moving on. Uh, I know you guys have noticed that I sure did this weekend, and I was just filling up my. My gas can for my mower when I was when I was mowing on Saturday, but here we my, are. I had my gas light turn on. Right, I ran it all the way down, so you should be proud of me. I am proud of you, but uh, I don't think you're going to get much below four dollars uh, anywhere in Lincoln right now. Maybe a couple of cents below, but yeah, we're hovering right around that four dollar mark, and seems to be an issue around the country as well. Gasoline prices have turned upward again. This time, a jump of fifteen cents per gallon in the past two weeks to four dollars thirty-eight cents per gallon. But diesel fuel is behaving even more dramatically. There has been a jump of 43 cents per gallon in the past two weeks to $5.58. And the one-year-ago comparison is shocking. Gasoline is up $1.36, but diesel fuel is up $2.42 per gallon. $2.42 in one year for people who are using diesel right now. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, it doesn't, I mean, demand feels like it's not going to go way down in the coming weeks, and, you know, there was this announcement about OPEC and not going crazy with their level of production as well. Guys, it doesn't look like there's a ton of relief on this around the corner here no, uh, through, it, throughout the beginning of the summer. And I think there's going to be, that that impact's going to come down to, as we were already seeing inflation, folks were already having to make make decisions on where their money was going. How many folks are going to hang on to some of those streaming platforms? That that That's, that's some extra money each month. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into summer where it's going to be heavy travel. Who is going to decide on, we're not taking a trip this summer. Yeah. How many people is that? What does that impact tourist destinations? Like, obviously, I think the big ones are still going to do okay, but some of those other places, how many people are going to decide to come or not right. to come to Lincoln this summer? It, it, and it is particularly interesting because you have airfares, as as we discovered when we were trying to travel on spring break, that were <laughs> right. ridiculous. That All that said, and we had Jeff Mall talking about this on, on Friday about how, at least from his perspective in Lincoln, you're looking at really the first summer of, of travel that 
that looks pre-pandemic that mm-hmm. and a lot of numbers are saying it'd be bigger than you had pre-pandemic in fact got this clip this is kelly o'grady she was doing reporting in las vegas but talking about some of the huge expectations the travel industry has for this summer the casinos are bustling the convention center here actually has more events on the books than they did in 2019 and it is about to be packed and that's because airline bookings are soaring across the nation delta saw its best sales on record in march and american airlines expects business travel revenue to be 90 percent of pre-pandemic levels by the time the summer rolls around and that trend is continuing when it comes to lodging airbnb seeing 1.5 billion in revenue last quarter that's up 80 percent over the same period in 2019 sure some of that's due to inflation but they also saw a record 100 million bookings all right hmm. i was just curious yeah i, uh, I just typed in uh I just typed in in Google uh, flight to Las Vegas, uh, and it gave me it gave me uh, Omaha to Las Vegas is just what it automatically did. And it puts in a day, so it looks about six weeks in advance. So let's see about that <gasps> round trip: seven hundred I can tell you, I'm not going to Vegas in six weeks. Then, <laughs> my goodness, not that I was already planning to do that or not. But right, yeah, that's for one passenger, by the way. Yeah, that is for one passenger. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on here? Okay, this is a crazy story, and probably hear more about this throughout the course of this week. Speaking of travel, U.S. tourists in Bahamas, um, and a few of them has have very mysteriously died while at the the Sandals Resort. What? In the Bahamas. Police were notified Friday morning shortly after 9 by staff at the Sandals Emerald Bay in Exuma that a man was found unresponsive on the bedroom floor of his villa and a second man and a woman were found unresponsive at another villa. Officers said they showed no signs of convulsion, but... No signs of trauma. Also, they were pronounced dead at the scene, and a third woman was airlifted to a nearby hospital. The Bahamas acting prime minister says although the cause of death is unknown, foul play is not suspected. Okay. So, no foul play, two different rooms, no convulsions, just, hmm. All right, a lot of questions. Uh, a lot of questions still there, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's going to become a bigger story here this week. So uh, here's something that's ending. I didn't even know had had begun. Maybe we had talked about this in the past, but I don't recall it. So you, you, you many of you have probably been to the uh, the the big box bulk stores, the Sam's and the Costco's mm-hmm. of the world, and sometimes you'll go out like, especially at Costco, you go through the exit there, and you'll be like, it'll be like vacation packages and like air conditioners <laughs> and like all these huge things. Did you know that up until a few days ago, you could get a home mortgage at Costco? Wait, what? I had no idea. Well, too late now. You can no longer get a mortgage <laughs> at Costco. The wholesale retailer announcing that the changes took effect Sunday, May 1st. Costco had partnered with eight lenders, including Cross Country, Box Home Loans, Lending.com, and Strong Home Mortgage. While Costco didn't originate loans, it did offer a cap on lender fees linked to the transaction. Costco did not immediately respond to a request by Fox News for comments as to why the change was made. The move comes as big box store Walmart recently struck a deal with Lenders One Cooperative, which is leasing space in its stores to sell mortgage products and services. Sue Gosman, Fox News. So I'll take this huge barrel of cheese balls. Uh, I'll take a whole rotisserie chicken. 
Uh, let's see here. And 87 K-Cups and, and a mortgage. One, that one right there. You want a box for that? Do you do gift wrapping? <laughs> oh, sad story. The streak, again, you know, I'm always amazed. All of the, the hubbub about when Alex Trebek passed away, who was going to be the next host on Jeopardy, and we talked about it several times. It kind of became a thing in the national consciousness. And then one day I sat back and I was like, you know, I really, really talked and thought about this a lot for having, like, just never watched the show anytime in mm-hmm. the past several years. But I know a lot of people still do. And apparently there's been one of those streaks going on where somebody's been winning and winning, winning, winning. Well, okay. Until now. The latest Jeopardy champ with one of the top five longest win streaks in show history has been defeated. Toronto tutor Matea Roach giving an incorrect answer to the final Jeopardy question, which asked for the names of the two mayors which make up the name of the Atlanta airport, Hartsfield Jackson. Roach losing to Danielle Moorer by just one dollar after winning 23 consecutive times. Nowhere near Ken Jennings' record of 74 straight wins. Jeopardy! fans will see Roach competing in the Tournament of Champions this fall. Laura Cantor, Fox News. Now, I'll admit, I would have been able to... I might have been able to come up with the Hartsfield, too. I I knew Jackson. I might have been able to come up with that. That's a really easy-ish question... For somebody who's on on that kind of a winning streak to to go out on, right? That's a tough. One. I guess they said she was from Canada, though, right? So she would have been doing a lot of Atlanta Atlanta flying. travel, yeah. But that's, I mean, man, I bet she answered a lot, a lot more questions than I would. I would have had no idea about. Nonetheless, good run. Last but not least, we end on this. Should or, or do you want to? Do you, do you can tell me. No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Time All for right. one more. All right, uh, we're gonna take take a look at the weekend box office. Summer movie season is almost here, Caleb. In fact, some would say it's already here oh, because yeah. oh boy, yeah. Marvel Studios Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness kicking off the summer movie season with a blistering start. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? He's had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. The film starring Benedict Cumberbatch earning an estimated $185 million in ticket sales. Last weekend's top grossing film, The Bad Guys, falling to second place with an estimated $9.8 million in ticket sales. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 selling $6.2 million in tickets to finish third. Laura Cantor, Fox News. I don't think too many people watch Saturday Night Live anymore. I don't know. But I was up on Saturday and I watched Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch was hosting. Yeah. He was hilarious. He is very funny. He was so good. So <laughs> we're watching some of those on YouTube. Uh, all right. 655 will take a break. That's it for your morning sound off on Lincoln's News and Talk. 1499 <laughs> 3. What? You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. All right, 72 degrees in the capital city coming up during uh, the 7 o'clock hour from Pastor Tom Barber. Uh, Caleb and I will tell you about a little bit of a field trip that we made after the show on Friday. So we've got that for you. More on the upcoming elections. We'll count down the five things you're going to be talking about today in the Morning Drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Tim Ruza joins us. Dirk Chatlin joins us as well. We are packed. Stick around. It's 7 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. From LIN. All right, 712, and welcome back. Glad to have you with us on a new week of LNK Today with Jack and Friends. A warm Monday morning, May 9th, 2022. 73 degrees in the capital city on our way to a high of 90. We'll be flirting with 90 really each of the the first four days of this week. And then the weekend, we kind of back down a little bit. Looks like a great Great weekend. Uh, this last weekend was pretty good, too. Uh, but looks like a great weekend coming up here. Uh, I know you got university graduation. you got the kids wrapping up school. you got a lot of these, uh, these spring sports coming to a conclusion here over the next several days. And so only a little bit of a chance of, of rain on Wednesday. But other than that, looking at pretty good. Hey, real quick, just wanted to thank, uh, thank the folks out at Norms on 48th, Caleb and I. Went in on Friday after the show, and we dropped off the hardware for Munch Madness. Took a little while to get the thing uh, produced because it's such a nice little plaque. And then, and then we uh, had to find a time where we could go out there and present it to them. So Caleb and I went out to Norms on Forty Eighth. We got the tour of Norms on Forty Eighth. Actually, there's there's a lot more to that place. It is. uh, (laughs) It's it's a fascinating place. I mean, all these go in the back, and I mean used to be an auto an auto service place back in the day we brought our car there all the time when it was called h&s uh way back in the day but we actually went back to the offices and they had these classic cars that were back there that they were working on that were just like pristine unbelievably nice looking back there but uh also got to meet some of the folks who are working there uh, so you might have saw a picture on social media over the weekend of of Caleb and I making the uh, making the delivery, and I don't know where they decided to put it up yet, but and it may be up now or it may be up very soon. But if you do stop in Norm's on Forty Eighth, go look for the LNK today with Jack and Friends KLIN Munch Madness Champion mm-hmm. plaque, and you can look back through the bracket all the twists and turns that went in <laughs> into the Munch Munch Madness 2022 bracket. That's the thing I like about since the the field expanded and obviously we we went and gave a, a big uh framed bracket to Muchachos a year ago yep. and now Norms this year. I like that you can see exactly how the bracket played yes. out from start to finish. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Uh the other thing that I do want to mention is that yes Election day is tomorrow for the primary. What does that mean for you? Well, number one, don't forget to vote. Number two, if you haven't already, number two, spend tomorrow evening 
the entirety of tomorrow evening. Uh, if you're interested in following these races with KLIN, we have got some of the biggest election coverage I think we've ever had here at KLIN for tomorrow night, just because this is such an important primary and there are so many different outcomes that are still in play and so tomorrow night we will start as we always do at five o'clock with commander jack and drive time lincoln he's going to expand his show until seven and then we are going to join him the Mm -hmm. the morning show the newsroom will be joining him at seven Uh, i believe we're going to have some other some other guest analysts in with us as well and we've got to thank uh thank our sponsor for this lincoln coin and bullion so you you've heard them on a few other things they jumping in going to be sponsoring our primary election night also we'll be sponsoring the general when we get to that in uh in several months believe it or not there there will be more elections this so so essentially tomorrow night will be live coverage from five at least until ten yeah um I guess if 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 conditions merit it, election conditions merit it, we could go later than ten. But uh, that's at least the plan for now. So if you wanna you wanna have that as a companion, I mean, you can watch anything, I suppose, and just see the numbers come in. Uh, but I think ours is going to be a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more deep analysis, mm-hmm. a little more conversation, a little variety that goes into it too. Yeah. It's the place to spend election. And night. we're going to be fully staffed in here. Obviously, a large part of it is going to be the gubernatorial primary on the GOP side. Right. Um, there are some races that you kind of you kind of know the results. But there are some other races that that are definitely competitive. Um, so not just for what we're going to have right here, the the candidates who win their primary, those that we're going to be able to have over the air. But our newsroom is going to be in as well, uh, grabbing sound from a number of those others that are moving on to the general election, um, and we'll play some of those during our live coverage. It's we're fully staffed. We are to the gills tomorrow. Um, Every single microphone in this studio is going to be used. <laughs> the newsroom studio is going to be used. Right. We've got all three from our uh, news staff are going to be in. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. So I encourage folks uh, listening. And thanks again to Lincoln Coin and Bullion. I'm just I'm just taking a look at the sample ballot right now. We can get the the Lancaster Election Commissioner's website, and this has all of the iterations, whether it's uh, Republican, Democrat, nonpartisan Republican, nonpartisan mm-hmm. Democrat, Libertarian, nonpartisan Libertarian, uh, the, nonpartisan General, Legal Marijuana Now Party, nonpartisan Legal Marijuana Now. So that's if you're an independent, but you want the Legal Marijuana Now ballot. Okay. And then you get that, and there are no candidates for anything except for Attorney General and Auditor. Um <laughs> But it's uh, it's interesting. You know, you kind of look at this and we've talked, obviously, a whole lot about the GOP gubernatorial race. But, you know, if you're if you've got a Republican ballot, you're going to be voting for representative in Congress. And that is uh, Fortenberry's name is on that, uh, as as well as Curtis Huffman, uh, Therina, Yuki Connolly, John Glenn Weaver and Mike Flood. So they're all on the ballot. Um, you got the obviously the gubernatorial race. There are a lot of names on that gubernatorial ballot, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lindstrom's uh, Michael Connolly, Brett Lindstrom, Donna Nicole Carpenter, Leela McNinch, Teresa Thibodeau, Jim Pillen, Troy Wentz, Charles Herbster, and Breland Ridnour all there. You've got the Secretary of State vote, Bob Evnen, Rex Schroeder, Robert J. Borer. Uh, Republican ballot, state treasurer between John Morante and Paul Anderson, attorney general, uh, Jennifer Hicks and Mike Hilgers, 
Auditor of Public Accounts, Mike Foley and Larry Anderson. Uh, then that county race, Matt Schulte, Travis Filing, and Deb Shore on the county ticket there. That's another one to watch on Tuesday night, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, for a county race, obviously, you don't have much, a whole lot of polling that ever becomes public right. on that. And so I'm not... I'm not sure what we've got coming out of that one as well. And then County Treasurer, the Republicans inside, Tracy Reefer, uh, Jasmine Gibson on, on that. If you take a, uh, <laughs> if you take a Democratic ballot, you got, you've got Congress, Josari Qual, Patty Pansing Brooks mm-hmm. there. Gubernatorial, there is, there is a challenger to Carol Blood, Roy Harris. Uh, and then look at this though. No candidates for the Democrats for Secretary of State. State Treasurer, Attorney General, mm-hmm. Auditor of Public Accounts. It's a pretty blank ballot. None of them. None of them. And that's then I believe that's one of the reasons that you saw the number of people changing their affiliation to Republicans right. because you you can impact more races. You know, you, yeah. your, your vote just goes to more. You are you, <laughs> unless there's a very specific race that you want to vote on the in the Democratic primary for. It just behooves you to to vote in a different uh, a different affiliation you're, primary. You're voting. I mean, you're voting for the Patty Pansingbrook Jazari Qual, which you know the state party feels like it kind of made their decision on that that already. But by putting Brooks on the on the ballot, yeah, they ain't got the gubernatorial primary, Blood and Roy Harris, and it's like, well, you know, that's it's going to be Carol Blood, uh, and then on the county ticket, you do have a you had to have a contested uh, public defender election there between christy egger and and joe nigro mm-hmm. that's it i mean it's not <laughs> you know it's not real extensive there and that is a, it's a good point when when you talk about democrats who are taking republican ballots yeah you you're not shaping almost anything mm-hmm. right with with that ballot right now so by the way dave says on the rick sign recognition hotline well he asks will you guys be playing requested music um, yes and no. During uh, during the election coverage, right? Uh, the <laughs> only the only song we will be playing is "All Star" by Smash Mouth, <laughs> and that is it. That's a little foreshadowing there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Then and then, of course, you do have uh, members of the legislature. You got legislative right uh, districts that are up as well. But where they divide them up by by party um, on these on these primaries. Whew. How does how does how does Democratic Party not get a candidate for any of those state offices? I mean, I know they're I I know the likely outcome, I know the challenges, but man, that's still a it feels like they're having a hard time finding people to run for much of anything. Yeah, it's, in, it's in not just sta- win- in statewide offices. Right. It's not just winning, it's just getting people to run. <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, having, having your name on the ballot, I assume has some value, nonetheless. All right, 722, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Listen to 1499.3 KLIN on May 10th for Nebraska primary election coverage from Drive Time Lincoln and into the evening. Your election home is KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. All right, let's get it started on your morning drive. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. With number five. Well, just uh, when you thought the fight between the leading candidates for the Republican gubernatorial primary election tomorrow, thought it couldn't get any nastier? Yeah, it has. Yes, it has. Now what? Well, a couple of uh, things came out yesterday, and it was reported by uh, News Channel Nebraska. So it'll be interesting to, when you talk with Joe Jordan tomorrow. A last-minute attack ad, Team Herbster calls it a smear job, but it's paid for by a Ricketts-backed operation. It ribs Herbster as, quote, the king of the beauty pageant circuit. I quote. saw it this weekend. I didn't even know that was a thing. Said that he uh, joined pa- uh, pageants from Nebraska to Ohio to Bangkok, Thailand, so he could judge countless young women and teenage girls. What Herbster did, you decide. Unusual, bizarre, or inappropriate is what the ad says. Oh boy! It's paid by a conservative Nebraska, which of course, which Ricketts right in the middle of that. So, um, boy, you know it's gonna. I don't know how to quit this race. <laughs> I don't know what are we gonna what are we gonna do on Wednesday morning, Mark? What are we gonna do when the sun comes up? Well, on Wednesday morning, we're gonna talk about what happened Thursday. We'll talk about it's Thursday, no, or what happened Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, one, one, one of the T days. <laughs> yeah, today or tomorrow. Uh, what, how are we gonna yes. do with the extra full hour of content that we'll have to fill every morning without the campaign ads? That's another question. Well, I'm we sure, sure, with. I'm sure we're going to have many, many stories of the type of kumbayas that, oh yes, we all support the primary election person, uh, or we're all good. Uh, yeah, if it's Herbster, I, I uh, we'll see, we will see. I don't know. This could be the one thing that that I don't want to say tars, uh, but you know, has a tendency to. Be a little rough on the Nebraska Republican Party. Don't, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there were some more shakeups. Well, and, and you say is if if it's Herbster, there's plenty of divide. But if it's not Herbster, it's Pilner Lindstrom. Well, what, what what's to stop Herbster from just being scorched earth? Everything post election here and third party party candidate. No, well, he can't he, if he lo- he can't do that if That's he was right. on the primary. That's right. He can't he can't do that. Um, I don't, but he like, could like, be like, right they, in. It's it's not going to stop any of of the rhetoric for the, for the party, especially as big of a donor as he's. Been. Yeah, I guess here's the question: We've talked about a scenario where if Herbster would win, if there were a third party candidate that mm-hmm. some of the the you know the Ricketts Republicans would get behind, and there have been rumors of that. I don't know if it'll it'll happen or not. But I guess we didn't really talk about the converse, which would be if Pillen would win. Especially if Pillen would win, would there be a not Herbster but a Herbster candidate coming in? Would, as a would third he back party? a third party? Would he and back fund a third, an an independent third party 
pro Herbster, pro Trump. I was going to say, if he does that, does he then be the well? I've got Herbster's endorsement, and then does Trump come in and endorse the the third party independent run? Did, I mean, <laughs> I had not thought of that scenario, but you know something, I just want to get out the roundup because you guys are so far in the weeds on this one. <laughs> I just want to round up. None of them are unlikely scenarios, though. Well, well that's why. And, yeah, those are. I mean. If either of if either of those two win, I mean that that's all that's all on the table, I think. But obviously the the scenario I'm not saying it's necessarily the scenario that's best for the state, but the scenario that's gonna provide for the you know, continuing news talk fodder for the general election would be Herbster winning without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now polls uh, uh Nebraska examined an article with uh with the, they've got somebody who Logan Phillips, national policy analyst, race to the wh dot com, that predicts uh, outcomes. They've got Herbster a forty four percent chance of winning, Pillen a forty two percent chance of winning, and Lindstrom only a fourteen percent chance. You look at like the predicted markets. Lindstrom has gone way down in that over the last few days since since Trump has come here. Um, and as I said at the outset of the show. There was some thought with the polls that have been released that it's kind of a neck and neck and neck sort of situation. All three of them are are right together, but with with and you know take it all with a grain of salt. Who knows? Who knows if any of this is accurate? But evidently, this Logan Phillips has had some success in predicting these in the past. But what he's showing is essentially kind of what we thought about this race in November, December, January. Very close. Uh, Herbster yep. Pillen close, and then and then Lindstrom kind of a little bit more distant third. But what, what I, what who I don't, knows? What I don't think we know really is how the Herbster Pillen fight, if you will, call it that, is playing in Western and Central Nebraska. We just don't hear a lot about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there's still no outcome of either of those three winning that race. That would be shocking to me. Right? right? Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. N- none of none of those outcomes. I would walk away like I can't believe, you know, that we didn't see that coming. Now, if you had, let's say we get to tomorrow night and you have the the early voting come in and you go, oh, that was a little bit more for Thibodeau than we thought it'd be, and then you start to go on in the night and you're like, oh, she's definitely in this race. That would be surprising, would be surprising. to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really think there's the. It's the the three headed monster at the top, or it's even just a a, a two way race. I don't see anyone outside the top three necessarily being competitive within what ten percentage points. Yeah, no, no, fifteen. Anyway, uh, we're gonna we're going to uh, I think give you a combination of of informative, interesting, and entertaining election coverage. I think the best that you can find anywhere tomorrow night. Election uh, infotainment. Yes. Uh, br- um, brought to you by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Starting at 5 o'clock, Commander Jack will go 5 to 7 with an extended DTL. The whole group will jump in then after 7 o'clock, taking you from 7 to 10. Uh, I can already tell episode. that that 7 o'clock hour is going to be all over the place. I already know. It will be fascinating. It will be. It'll be fat. There'll be a lot of discussion, a lot of... Yeah, it's... Again, first results at eight o'clock. When you're following election coverage, sure, I guess you can just you know watch TV and watch the little ticker with the results, or you can hear you know personalities and analysis and discussions around all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing on the show. And I think you will enjoy it if you're interested in these elections. So again, that'll be five o'clock all the way till ten. 
at least. <laughs> We'd like it to be then, but... Ten if, with an asterisk. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Number four. Speed could be an issue in the Douglas County Sheriff's race that after one of the candidates on the ballot got ticketed for uh, by Omaha police around 9 Saturday morning, George Matthew Marathew. Yes. Was clocked doing 107 in a 60 mile per hour zone on I 80 at 50th Street in Omaha. He was on his way to a parade, the Cinco de Mayo parade, parade in South Omaha that they as, got going again. As a candidate, and he was found speeding. $300 ticket. He said he uh, complied with the officer's uh, directions. He said he didn't endanger anybody, but. He said, I am trained on, he said this on his Facebook page, he said, I'm trained in high-speed pursuit driving, and at no time did I endanger anyone. 107 on I-80 at 50th Street. Yeah. I'm sorry, candidate. You endangered somebody. (laughs) I play NASCAR on the Xbox all the time, so I know what I'm doing here. I know how to draft properly. Um, Dang, 107. What's the fastest you've ever taken a car? I was going to ask you guys that. I don't think I've taken a car above... I've probably... All right. Statue Uh, of limitations. I think passing probably on the interstate, there are probably times where I've not even intentionally, but probably gone up into the 90s. You know, it's a situation you're like, oh man, I really got to get past this semi uh, or something like that. Right. Probably, but I don't think any further. Anybody want to admit to something more egregious than that? I was that? over 115 once. What were you doing? Seeing how fast I could go. <laughs> My brother had a 1962 <laughs> Ford four-speed with the great big engine, and it would, if it had, had wings, it would have flown. But nice. I bet that yeah. sounded good too. It did. Although you really can't hear the sound because you're going too <laughs> yeah. fast. I bet yeah, ballpark of that. Then I was when I was in college, and I was taking my Pontiac Sunfire back across Missouri. And there's a uh, there's a part where you are going almost straight downhill. Jeez! Oh, and it's it like it's like a twelve hour drive. And at some point, I go, I'm going to entertain myself right now because I know this part's coming up. So you start building up speed, two three miles out. Obviously, I have not done that in a decade. I've not gone anywhere close to that, but. Like Mark said, if it had wings, you'd have flown, and that Sunfire, I don't think, was was built for that kind of yeah. speed. I thought it was going to fall now, apart. I will tell you that uh, I have been airborne at 85 in a in a uh, uh, Beechcraft Musketeer aircraft. So I thought you were going to say in the General Lee. <laughs> hey, that one year during the air show, they brought that school bus that had a rocket engine on it. Oh, I don't yeah. know you, this was like 10 years ago, but I think that thing got up to 200 miles an hour, oh, wow. and we were strapped into it like a, like a fighter jet. That was crazy. So, anyway, uh, disclaimer time. Uh, KLIN Radio, NRG Media, does not ever approve of speeding uh, or breaking any laws. No. As Chris Lofgren would say, everyone doing a great job out Everybody there. Everybody stay, do- stay safe. It is a bright sunrise. All Motor- of those things. Mo- motorcycle season. Exactly. Number three. Deer can be out and about. <laughs> but I do remember laying lay- layers and layers and layers of burnt rubber on some guy. It's blacked out. <laughs> Hashtag layers. The average price for gas in the U.S. now four thirty-eight a gallon, jumping another fifteen cents over the last two weeks. That's five cents shy of March's record of four forty-three, and a full dollar thirty-six higher than a year ago. Most expensive gas in the country five eighty-five San Francisco. Tulsa the cheapest three eighty, and I don't know. Uh, 
if you've noticed the price of diesel, but it's way over five dollars. I just a gallon. I heard it when we were talking about it on the sound off today. Oh man. Yeah, the you think the I put forty five gallons in a motor coach Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. What was the jet? What was the bill? Two hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Whew. I saw a truck next uh, in a couple of stalls over. Uh, he had over two hundred gallons. My goodness, that that well, makes me not that? feel as bad for filling up over, my jeep. Over a thousand dollars. Over a thousand dollars at the gas station. Yeah, well, the fuel station. Yeah, fuels whatever. It's fuel. You don't put gas in a diesel vehicle. Is diesel? I can't call diesel gas. No, gasoline is gas. Whatever. Diesel is fuel. Okay, That's why it's professor. called a fuel station. Jeez. This isn't like an OPEC roundtable here. It's just <laughs> referring to. I spe- don't, don't worry. I, I when, got- we, when we do our rural tour, you will find all of the uh, fuel stations. Right. I got. I got Was gas. Is there a fuel for- station different than a gas station? Got more than gas. Nobody says that. Yes, they do. A lot of people call it a fuel leak station. I don't believe I so. Ga- I got gas for two forty nine the other day. I just call it one. Oh, was that? W- w- were you using your uh, your points, or were you at the big box store? No, Taco Bell. <laughs> I walked right into. Oh, you ran into that. I think one. you've actually done that one before too. <laughs> I have, but you were number two. But I'm a gullible idiot. <laughs> Right. Nebraska softball wrapped up their best regular season since 2014, went 37 and 14 overall, finished second in the Big Ten, 17 and five league record. Postseason play begins Thursday. Yeah, and we're going to have postseason play right here on KLIN. Softball on the radio. Yeah, you're going to get a little uh, Nate Roar action. 10 a.m. On, uh, on Thursday. <laughs> 10 a.m. on Thursday. So, who are they, who are they playing? Uh, they will play the winner of Penn State and Indiana. Oh, could have the rematch of the uh, uh, who they, they just, just had. had. Um, so you'll get that. We will also have the semifinal game on Friday, Saturday. Unless baseball moves, we will not have um, if Nebraska were to make hey, the championship. Nice question. Yeah, I don't know if you know the answer. Could Nebraska host a regional if no. they won that tournament? No, uh, they're, they, no. they're, they're still going to be outside the top sixteen, even if they win the league right now. Um, they're they're just not high enough to to garner. Hosting a, so you're a ruling regional. it out. Yes, they can be a very high two seed, but I don't think they can do enough to. You would have to already have been ranked ahead of this. Can weekend. Nebraska baseball still get in the Big Ten tournament? Yes, but they are running out of time. <sighs> what a year of men's sports! What you ha- having fun yet? A year. Hey, th- thanks to uh, the the thousands of people that showed up to watch Husker softball, though that was super fun to see. Have you seen any of the pictures? Yes. I know you, you said your family went. My out family there. went on Sunday. Man, that was exciting to see the amount of people out there Saturday and Sunday. Yep, absolutely. Number one. Well, the one thing that gets Jack all just giddy. Yes. As my new pickup, Rivian. My new Rivian electric pickup with the pull out range. Electric of, range, so I just cook a meal whenever I want. As of last Friday, Rivian shares closed recently at $28.79 a share. Okay. Down 84% from their high. 84% Ford had a net loss of $3.1 billion in their first quarter, but it primarily was driven by its shares and its stake in Rivian. Uh, they say they had a uh, $5.4 billion market mark-to-market loss on their Rivian uh, investment. Elon's coming in and buying them. Antitrust be danged. 
<laughs> Why would it be antitrust? Because he owns Tesla. So what? I'm, all right, maybe not. All right. All right. I just got to get that pickup somehow, even if they're out of business. 755 on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Alright, 812. Welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Joining us now is friend of the show, political insider, guy who used to have nice hair, Tim Herza, joins us. <laughs> it's shorter, yeah. I know. It's, the, uh, a week after you... I you, complimented on yeah. air and you cut it immediately after. It wasn't immediately after. Basically. Now I, you just I, have expensive hair. Feels like that. My, my, birthday, my birthday felt like a time to you know go get it Sad. cut. Ran yeah. a half marathon, cut my hair, Very did all that. Congratulations. Turned 35. Congratulations. Uh, I don't know. I assume you're in a bit of mourning here as we only have about 24 hours left of campaign commercials. <laughs> I feel like I haven't had my fill yet. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I feel like my, my thirst is insatiable for campaign commercials. Every time this sort of thing comes around, I really just wish that I had the skills to do video production and like had like a you know short-time consulting company that just made money making Photoshopping you know pageant crowns onto uh, candidates for you know enough money, but not too much money, but enough money. Yes. There's so much money out. There's that so com- much money being spent on this thing. That commercial was uh, was was just playing right now. Uh, yeah, it's, it was on the, the TV the here right as we were uh, coming in. So that's okay, why I'm thinking. Of it. I don't know if you heard us talking about this earlier, but uh, let me throw just another crazy scenario that Caleb and I talked about in the morning drive. What if Pillen wins the general? Okay, would there potentially be a herbster backed third party candidate a herbster trump backed third party candidate that tries to get on the ballot so i know i heard you guys kind of you know noodling, I mean, noodling other, on this I've during the, the other way the, around. Uh, morning drive <laughs> um i man i think that that would not is not likely but okay. here's but here's why and uh, there's a there's going to be a clear clear rift, right? There are some bridges burned, I think, between the two camps in this one. But Herbster is in for what ten or eleven mil of his own cash at this point, ten million dollars um, on the race. He's kind of tied up in a couple of lawsuits, right? One that well at least one i guess i don't know if he sued the second person that came forward or just um senator slama but he filed a lawsuit there she's countersued that thing doesn't go away either i mean 
whether I guess Senator Slama could drop her counterclaim, but she's filed a claim that even if he attempts to dismiss right. it, she can continue with her civil suit against him. So there's some there's some open in there. Um, and then here's the other thing too. I mean, Herbster once funded a candidate for governor that wasn't himself, right? I mean, yeah. he he ran before, backed um, former Senator Bo McCoy in his bid for governor, um, spent money on that. You know, I. I think that I think it is more likely that that Charles W. Herbster takes a step back and then decides kind of what his future in politics is. But but hey, crazier things have happened. Um, I it's it won't be for a lack of money. That's, and that's I, for sure. I think you got you'd have to find you'd have to find somebody. I think they've got to be independent already, and then you got to try to figure out a petition them onto the ballot, yeah. Yeah. Um, which requires well, a ton of listen, signatures. I've heard about so. it happening the other direction. Yes, so. yeah. There's a lot of talk yeah. on that. I. Man, I don't see that as very likely either, though. But but here's why. Because of that split vote, like the plurality situation, right? You don't need 51% to win. No. You just need the most votes no. No. Uh, in a three-way race in the general. And and the fact that that might open a door for a Dem, I think, is a no-go. We've uh, we we've already talked pretty extensively about that that race. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, what about other things? that? And, and by the way, Tim is going to be joining us in our election coverage uh, tomorrow night, brought to you by Lincoln Coin of Bullion. Uh, uh, Commander Jack will uh, have an extended drive time, Lincoln, from 5 to 7. Uh, we'll bring the whole team coverage concept on at seven and uh, talk you up to the first results, analyze the results, um, have some fun along the way. What else, when we, when we get in here tomorrow night, are you going to be watching most closely beyond those GOP primary gubernatorial tallies? Well, I mean, there's some down ballot races that are super interesting, um, particularly some local ones, right? There's a very contested primary in the Republican um, primary for uh, county commissioner yeah. down in Southeast Lincoln. Um, a couple of candidates that have been really duking it out. I've had more mail for a county commissioner's race um, than I've seen in, I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, between Deb Shore and then Matt Schulte. Both, I mean, Schulte is not currently an elected official, but formerly served on the school board, ran for treasurer and um, won a contested primary there and then um, lost the general kind of in the, what I call the, the low blue wave in Lancaster County um, what four or six years ago now uh, so Schulte's a name people know Deb Shore obviously has served well for a number of years it's it's been a fight that one will be an interesting one to watch and and will matter um, I don't know if it matters for the makeup of the county board right it's the only the only Republican seat that's currently held on that board of five people so uh, but it will matter in terms of the primary results and who moves on and, and who's likely to win in November others Tons of legislative races that matter right now. Yeah. Um, there's huge turnover. Term limits are, are 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 causing a ton of turnover. But we've got, I think, tw- it's either twelve or thirteen. I think it is thirteen seats that are term limited senators. On top of that, you add two that are not running for re-election in Senator Lathrop um, and uh, Senator Gregor from the um, central northeast, north central, uh, sorry, north central Nebraska district. And um, him and Lathrop are out, so that's two more to fifteen, fourteen or fifteen. Hi, uh, and then you you got two that are. You know, if if Mike Kilgers wins his primary for attorney general, which all signs point to he will, uh, he leaves his role as speaker um, and opens up uh, that seat, I guess, to an appointment. So we'll yeah. have a new senator there. Um, and then Senator Flood, uh, if he's elected or if he wins the primary, right, which uh, all signs point to that he will, um, will know that his seats open up um, if he gets ends up getting elected, too. So uh, some huge races there. But I'll tell you what. 
there are contested races in Omaha. There are contested races here in Lincoln for open seats. Uh, Democrat on Democrat here um, in Lincoln. In you know former state senator Danielle Conrad. Uh, yeah, that's running, an interesting situation there. Yeah, running against current city councilman James Michael Bowers in Senator Morfeld's district. Watch it. Here's the deal: those primary numbers don't matter as to who gets through, but they will matter in terms of who the likely winner is and where the money goes. Right? Which races are going to get all of the attention as we head into the general? If numbers are close, look for a ton of money to be spent. If somebody wipes the floor with their opponent, you know it gets quieter and hmm. people kind of start to mark that one off. Well, and you have several of, of potential legislative uh, votes for our listening area where you've got more than two candidates, so the primary will oh, be yeah. eliminating uh, District Two, District Twenty Six. Uh, has four. You, you mentioned District 46. There's three. James Harold is in that one as well. Uh, so you got several of those. Then you got a few who are un, uncontested. Uh, District 30 and, 30 and 32. Uh, Myron Dorn and Tom Brandt, both uncontested. But. Yes. Yeah. I think they're the only two incumbents that are running uncontested, if I remember right, that didn't get a, get a challenger to throw their name yeah. on the ballot. So, um, it's, there's a, there is a ton going on, uh, that folks like me will pay attention to and, and start to kind of make some decisions and see how things shake up heading into November. I'm looking at the universal ballot. It's got the different ways it will look depending on what you're registered as. And, um, and I look at the, <laughs> I look at the Democratic Party ballot for state offices. Okay. And I see Carol Blood and Roy Harrison for governor. And I see Secretary of State. No one. Right in only. State Treasurer. No one. Right in only. Attorney General. No one. Right in only. Auditor of Public Accounts. No, public Accounts. No one. Right in only. I, I mean, I understand that these races are dang near impossible for democrats to win statewide but what does it say to you that there's no one on the ballot for any of those well jack Jack, you and i have talked about this off air a number of times i think giving giving the democrats the benefit there's a big push right that's been going on in the media and on social media for the last couple of weeks should democrats register as republicans to participate in the republican primary for governor and there there's there's a couple of camps out there that are strongly in favor of of saying democrats need to stay democrats but if you look at the top of that ticket it's a bunch of blanks the best argument you can make for why you shouldn't re-register and participate in the Republican Party primary is probably one that focuses on down ballot races. And that might be if, if, you know, if I'm in charge of the Democratic Party, which I'm not, but if I am, that's probably where I turn my focus to moving forward. The fact that you have so many blanks at the top for these statewide ballots, you've got to start as a party, I think, building a bench from the bottom up, right? You've got to start recruiting a good Democratic candidate to go win the mayor of Holdridge, right? Or or win, you know, five seats or, or a majority on the city council in Hastings, right? You've got to start building from the bottom up because the fact that you have no one who's there are some good Democrats in this state that would be good candidates that are that are intelligent people that are smart people um, that that could be that that are good public servants now in different realms but they're not throwing their hat in the ring because they know they're just going to get trounced uh because the money is not there and and the name recognition and stuff is not there it's really hard to recruit people who want to do that you you, i feel like you got to do something to build some momentum to get people working their way up into those roles and and realistically (laughs) building some name recognition um and and a a list of service that makes them competitive statewide i don't don't know for the last decade it's been a disaster 
You look. At, I don't. I think that's not even overstating. It's I mean, been a disaster. Yeah, you look at. Uh, there are opportunities that end up falling to the wayside simply because. I, I, Democrats aren't ready. People don't want to run the list. Yeah, they don't have the right people. Uh, that yeah, that want to do it. And there are other places where they can go and win. Yeah. Different offices. I don't know. I don't know what the future of that looks like for the Democratic It, it was Party. like, that. You remember they pulled Bob Kerry out that one year? They're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. I thought it was going to be competitive, and it was not. <laughs> not at so. all. Not at all. All right, Tim, we'll see you tomorrow night. Have a good one. Thanks, Jack. Uh, 823. We'll take a break. Caleb's got sports coming up next on KLIN. 1499.3 KLIN is bringing you election coverage tomorrow night. Presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas since 2006. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. Yes, it is Dirk Chatelain joining us right now as we we move into the spring, uh, into the 90s in terms of temperature. Uh, You know, Dirk, the the combination, I'm I'm always curious, combination of Mother's Day weekend, the kids hurtling toward the end of the the school season, sort of the impending change for everyone that comes along with that. How how are you doing with all of that right now at the Chatlin household? Well, uh, everybody's in a chipper mood. Uh, you can you can bet that seventy eight percent of all elevator conversations in Nebraska today will start with, "Boy, it's warm out there." <laughs> Hot enough for I, you. Uh, this is a big part of uh, why I think May is is the best month on the calendar, Jack. Uh, I realize that may be a hot take. That is a hot take. I don't know if I even have May in my top four. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's the difference between you and me. Huh. So, wow. um, you're you're much more focused on on football season when yeah. I'm thinking about you know the fact that I actually have to work during football season during those games that See, you get to enjoy. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. I, um, so yeah, I, I've, I've got made pretty high in the rankings, and uh, and the Chatlin mood will, would reflect that. <laughs> That's good. So we're at, we're a high morale level. Uh, in the ch- I know I get every time I pick my daughter up from school right now, I get the the breakdown on just how many days are left and how many days oh, yeah. of those involve like field trips. Uh, she like the whole second half of her elementary. She's in her last year of elementary school. Didn't go on one field trip during the second half because of COVID, and so now they're all putting everything in the last two weeks and, uh, and i'm like i think you pretty much uh, hit your level of knowledge for this school year i think that's probably you know uh, in terms of the book stuff so yeah it's, i it's think they, they top out at about april 
17th, I think. Yes. Uh, it's basically one long, uh, you know, descend to the finish line <laughs> after that because, uh, you know, I, I asked my, my elementary kids what they're doing and, you know, they say, oh, we have a movie day in the gym. And it's like, wait, we're, we're, we're sending you to school to have a movie day in the gym? Like, where does this fit into the curriculum? So. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I, I, I've actually checked my calendar. I have eight elementary school pickup days left in my elementary school pickup career. Oh my uh, I'm in my, I am in my 12th consecutive year right now and i don't know how many school days are in a year like 150 175 100, what do uh, you it, think? it's by hours so i believe for elementary it the total days yeah. would end up being about 130 but some of those are shorter days so it goes a little bit more could be a little bit less uh, let's see it says school years in the u.s range from 160 to 180 let's do conservative say it's 150 cool i literally looked up what it is in nebraska what Okay, 130, fine. It's, it's about 130 by, so 12, by the number of hours you 12 would years times 10, uh, 100, uh, uh, 130 times, I can't do this, 1,300. <laughs> you tried to do this earlier and it Like failed. 1,500 days, basically, is we what it is. We should have segments just committed to Jack doing math on the radio. And here I am, yeah. and here I am complaining about my, my kids going on field trips, and I, I'm doing a very These complex. These kids aren't learning anything. The incredible thing is at one point, I've said this before. At one point in my my senior year, I was in a calculus class and I was getting good grades, uh, and, and I did well. I have no. I would not know how to begin to do that stuff right now. Absolutely not at all. I yeah. I hit the peak of my knowledge in so many items uh, at age about twenty three, and it it's really all downhill and all but what I do right now after that. Yeah, the so. the, the silly thing is like your kids just assume that you. Like, my, my son will say something about a math problem, and I was really good at math when I was his age, but he'll say something, you know, as if I'm supposed to retain that knowledge or build on that knowledge, you know, and it's like, you know, you're, the, the, the angle that you are, uh, the trigonometry or whatever you're studying right now, uh, I haven't looked at that since I was your age. Right. Like, there's, they have this assumption that you're going to keep building on that knowledge. It's like, no. I hate to break it to you, buddy. You're never going to see that again in your life. Like, um, this is unless this you're is an engineer or something. Um, right. Unless unless you're in a few of few career paths. And right. Let's, let's face it, Jack. We're not raising engineers. <laughs> for yourself, Dirk. <laughs> Quick question for: Did you guys use an abacus? <laughs> I had a TI eighty one graphing calculator. Okay. okay. TI eighty one graphing calculator and and all those. But honestly, now you know because I didn't use calculus in 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 my career i wish i had been taking some maybe some culinary arts classes maybe yeah. some uh handyman maintenance type classes that would have helped say, me I, I wish i wish i'd been taking you know some sort of, i wish i had taken those shop classes a little more seriously yes yeah that would be good um you know just artistry some sort of specialized uh course on artistry in lawn mowing lines i would have liked that yeah. there's just a lot of things out there uh that that i could have rethought hey uh hey caleb give me those great fun numbers um that you were give dirk those great fun numbers that you were just talking about to me here a little oh while, while, um this is an upcoming column by caleb henry at klin.com right yeah if if i ever get around to yeah. it dirk this would be a good one for dirk um so the men's the big three men's sports this year have got a win percentage of 355. That's 32 and 58 so far. Um, the big three women's sports, volleyball, women's basketball, softball, have got a win percentage of 737. That's 87 and 31. Um, 
the for the men on their win percentage alone, I am already back to the 60s, and there has not been a win percentage worse than that. So yeah. we, it's the worst men's sports year in our lifetime, officially, Dirk. Well, yeah. and it feels like it, too. I mean, it's, you know, the, those numbers of, I'm, I'm like you, Caleb. I've, I've been uh, just sort of waiting to, uh, you know, wait until the end of the baseball season to, to see just how bad it's going to end up. But holy cow, like uh, it's, it's to the point where it's, it's sort of like infected the psyche of the fan base where, you know, every time something bad happens, it's like the, there's a Jack Mitchell, of course, moment, right? <laughs> um, I mean, even, even the baseball series over the weekend, it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not paying much attention to us for baseball anymore. Uh, but, but man, you, you just pay what little attention, that, that I do, and it's like, yep, of course they did, because that's what that's what Nebraska men's athletics does. So uh, I don't know, guys. It's something's got to change. I mean, this is this is obviously what Trev Alberts was hired, you know, to help influence. And baseball was supposed to be kind of the band aid on the on the football and basketball situation. But uh, I, I just feel like it's it's really kind of it's become our expectation rather than a source of surprise. Yeah. Is there anything I, I don't even know how to uh, how to try and figure out some sort of a correlation but like when women's sports are doing so well when you contrast it with men's sports can you make anything out of it or is just kind of the the right the right place at the right time I don't know I mean that's the that's the the fascinating question I don't know what it would be like I wouldn't even know how right. to form a theory on that Right I mean I I, I have a feeling that that those athletes are all hanging out at the same, you know, Saturday night parties. So I, I'm guessing it's not, yeah, you know, know. Uh, men's on one side, women on the other, but it's, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's not know, how I mean, college that, works. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a little bit of a, uh, you know, recruiting and in-state component to this. I mean, I think, you know, generally speaking, the, 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 the source of volleyball talent, and and women's sports talent at the high school level yeah. uh, is probably an influencer where where it doesn't you know affect men's performance as much at the college level, yeah. um, you know. But that's that's probably stretching it. I mean, it's I think it's I hate to say it's coincidental because so rarely is something you know entirely coincidental. But uh, but I just it, it seems so odd that I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, I think. If you want to go too far down the road here, I mean, I think uh, I think there were the men's basketball situation is is sort of the anchor that has you know that has uh, been problematic here for for quite a while, um, and women's basketball has been generally more successful. Volleyball is obviously a powerhouse. Uh, you know, football is. You know, we keep we keep assuming that that will turn around, but I think the competition level in the Big Ten is has been something Nebraska's had a hard time overcoming. Uh, it's it's just a weird situation. But like I said, I mean, the, the, the fascinating part to me is sort of the psychology of it, where as a fan base, you know, you just kind of expect it at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, on, on top of all that, you've got uh, projections, and, and your colleague Sam wrote about this this week, 
projections coming from the outside, whether it be Vegas-type sources, ESPN, FPI computers, all of those sorts of things, that are, are, are all of a sudden sort of optimistic on, on Nebraska football this coming year. And I get it. I understand every – there's almost nobody who's going to be like, oh, yeah, buying in now to success because of that. But – I've heard you talk about this before, too. You look at some of the metrics from last year, and there just aren't teams that performed like Nebraska did overall um, uh, that lost that many games. That I mean, you almost always see a, a huge bounce the following year after that. Yeah, it, so I don't know. It's, I, think, I think all those metrics and all those analysts are, are probably wisely betting on the law of averages here. Uh, you know, <laughs> because frankly, I mean, they're not, I don't want to question their, their expertise, but you know, they're not breaking down Nebraska's offensive line returners and saying, uh, that backup left tackle is actually better than you think. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're looking at, at the metrics from a year ago and assuming that, that some of those close losses are going to turn into close wins. And, and, and like, like I said, mathematically, I think that that's probably a wise prediction. Um, my concern would be, uh, you know, Nebraska lost a lot of good players off those teams or off that team. And, you know, they might have better luck. They might have an easier schedule, but they also might have personnel that's, that's not as good. And so, um, you know, I understand the projections, but, uh, because I do think that we've sort of convinced ourselves. Okay. This is, this is probably too deep in the weeds. I think last fall. <laughs> I think last fall we felt, you know, we convinced ourselves that Nebraska was was better than three and nine, and now I think maybe once it's, you know, once it's passed six months ago, I think maybe we've convinced ourselves that Nebraska was worse than it was, um, you know, to where to where the optimism feels misplaced. Um, you know, it's again my concern. I understand the schedule is, is easier. You know, I understand that. Um, you know, Nebraska is, is very likely to not be as snake bitten as they were. Uh, right. But my concern is, man, you lose Cam Jurgens, JoJo Dolman, you know, Cam Taylor Britt. Uh, you lost a lot of good players. And I look around the roster and, and position groups, and, and I, I have a hard time believing they're going to be better from a personnel standpoint than they were a year ago. Yeah. We will see. Uh, we're going to have. Hey, nothing like surface level Nebraska football position diagnosis in in the middle of May. It's uh, listen. It's what it's what we've uh, what we want from you, and and we've got. Hey, here's the real exciting thing, Dirk. You know what I have? Just to give you an idea where the NFL is on my Google Calendar, I have a reminder to myself to watch the NFL schedule release show on Thursday <laughs> night. That, that is that exciting to me. I mean, th- that is. I don't even have a favorite NFL team. I just, I, I just like so. And by the way, if people didn't hear, they announced already today, this morning. They're kind of trickling a few of them out. Uh, a doubleheader for week two on Monday Night Football: Bills and the Titans, and then the Eagles and the Vikings. So we got we got back to back Monday Night Football. We got Amazon Prime games now, Dirk. I mean, it's uh, games in Germany. Games in Germany, finally. Wow. But we got the Bucks and the Seahawks in Munich. That's fantastic. So uh, I just See, I want to make sure other, you're ready. My other hot take: this is an NFL scheduling hot take, is that they should dump Thursday night entirely, and every other Monday night should be a doubleheader. Oh, I don't mind that. I don't. I don't have a problem getting rid of Thursday night um, and bring more college games back to Thursday night. I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah. 
Um, we'll see. College used to college used to be. I mean, there were some classics on Thursday night. Uh, Vir- over the years. Uh, Virginia knocking out Florida State's winning streak. Uh, yeah, is one somehow, that I think of on a Thursday everybody night. Everybody in Nebraska remembers that game from seven <laughs> years ago. I mean, so so here's the thing, and this is something that that my kids will never understand is that because Nebraska was so good, because Nebraska was so nationally prominent, you uh, you tracked every other national title contender yes. with the same passion that you that you yes. followed Nebraska. Every game, uh, so there are four so, teams games like that. Yeah, every week. Yeah, so the reason that we all remember the Florida State loss to Virginia is because Florida State was a national title contender and we needed them to lose for Nebraska to rise in the ranking. Yep. So, uh, very simple, but man, our kids would not understand I, that. I take you back to 1999, the early days of the internet, my college dorm. I'm listening to online broadcasts, which were in their infancy, of Virginia Tech, Michael, J- Michael Vick's Virginia Tech, hoping they would lose. Oh my uh, gosh, so, Jack! Yeah. Do, do you remember that silly game where he like trotted yes. down the sideline? I was that was the one. I was listening. Yeah. Yep. No, that was ridiculous. All right, Dirk. Enjoy your favorite month. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Okay. Take care, <laughs> Dirk Chatlin on KLI and eight fifty four. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.